0: Hi, I'm Cindy, um, compulsive of a reader and recovering anorexic. And I'm glad to be here uh, today. Uh, Thanks uh, for asking me to speak. Um, And let's see, I'm gonna try and... I'm gonna try and block. I don't like seeing my video (laughs) when I'm talking. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, yeah, I'm a... um, compulsive eater, um, recovering anorexic. I, um, I came into, uh, OA, um, in, uh, 1994, I was a teenager. Uh, and I had come into OA through, um, I was in a treatment center for anorexia. And when I got out, um, uh, one of the staff members said like, you know, we know you believe in God, kiddo, but you could really use a relationship with a higher power. Why don't you try a 12 step program? Like, why don't you try OA? And I said, what's that? And they told me about it. And so I went and um, I got a sponsor right away. And, um, and I got a sponsor who, you know, had experience with different sides of the disease, like anorexia and bulimia and stuff like that. And, um, and I had also, it uh, had, you um, you know, outside help with, you know, a medical food plan that I had to follow and a a bunch of other stuff. But um, when I got into OA, I had been abstaining for like maybe a week uh, before I got there, but I would never have been able to keep doing so uh, if I didn't have the steps and people to call and reach out to uh, when feelings and events got too big and too scary. Like I I definitely would have done it again. And um, I didn't have any tools. Like I just didn't have them. Uh, before I came in emotional tools, like saying when I had a feeling or, you know, I didn't think it was okay to have them. I didn't think anybody wanted to hear about them. Um, and, uh, and so, um, let me back up. Um, uh, step one says we admitted we were powerless over food, uh, that our lives have become unmanageable. And, um, how I took that is that I didn't have any problem with step one when I came in because I had just gotten out of a treatment center. And I was on this medical plan and like, I had just had all these major issues caused by, <laughs> you know, me trying to go solo uh, with food and, and, and use um, uh, starvation and eating disorder as a solution. And I thought that was going to make me happy, joyous and free, and it didn't. And so uh, I was really super willing to try something new and I was afraid that my body was gonna get healthy, but my mind wouldn't be. And I would go back to where I was before I started my eating disorder. I was like, I, I called it miserably average. And I'm like, I am like i don't wanna go back to where I was because my body's gonna look fine. And then I'm not gonna have any solution to what's going on up here. Everybody's gonna think I'm fine and I won't be able to tell them. And uh, And then that turned out not to be true because that's what the 12 steps take care of is that stuff that goes on down below that nobody, like nobody sees or whatever. And it's like, because people do see in 12-step program, they want to hear about them. Um, at least, you know, for me, uh, you know, when I came in, I was really, uh, I was really surprised at the number of, like, because I was a teenager, I came in, I was really surprised at the number of adult women who, because uh, it was a women's stag meeting, uh, that weren't stressed out all the time. Because I thought that if you were an adult, you would be like, the expectations just keep going up. Because uh, here I was like, I was almost 14 and I already had so many of them that I didn't think I could deal with them. And I knew the older I got, the more of them I would get. And I was a perfectionist and I came by it honestly. Um, I think think all my my whole family had the same character defects as me, but, um, uh, um, you know, and uh, everything was either zero or a hundred. And I was trying to do everything right all the time. And there was way a ton of pressure and uh i felt like i didn't have that many friends and i was afraid of breaking any rules because religion and expectations and and here i I walk into this oa meeting and people are like reaching out to their higher power and to each other and they're like like they've got kids and grandkids and they've got houses and they've got jobs and like they're not stressing out and i'm like oh you could do that like i knew that adults could succeed at things i just thought they had to push themselves really super hard And the concept of step three, I just, I didn't understand it, like internalize it. I thought all that good stuff I was trying to do for God was being done for him. That's I'm saying him because that's what I was raised with at the, you know, at the time I thought that I had to do all this stuff for him, but I didn't think I was doing it with him. I thought I was doing it solo for him on my own power and, um, and that I was letting him down. I thought I let him down by having an eating disorder, which is kind of heartbreaking. Um, you know. And it's like, no, no, uh, that's, that's not what that was. Um, and, uh, I think my higher power is concept has way changed. Like since when I got into OA and it says in step two, that we have to be willing to let go of any negative concept about God or higher power that wasn't helping us to recover and a God that, uh, a God that, um, concept that wanted me to always get hundred percent and wouldn't take mistakes and wouldn't take like he the concept i had coming in was he would forgive me for him but i could never forget him he would forgive me for him and then tell me how lucky i was he'd forgiven me for him that's five that's five okay thanks um and uh and would tell me what i really deserved and i was lucky i didn't get it and like that's that's not that's not the concept i have now um and uh you know because i might as well be going solo in that case um and a concept like that kind of fed the disease made me think i didn't deserve anything uh anything good and um i uh i mean uh i mean that concept was taught to me by people who believed it too but they believed it about all of all of humans but i took it as you know about me personally like yeah okay fine all of humans are flawed and don't deserve anything good, but, but, it's, but it's me you're talking about, not just all of them. And so I had like a lot of really, you know, shame about anytime I made a mistake or whatever. And um, even though I knew I was guaranteed to make them. So, um, you know, for today, like self-hatred is actually a character flaw and self-blame is a character flaw. Like I don't need them. And I, I keep having to tell myself that because, you know, beating myself up for making a mistake is not one of the steps. It's like, okay, if I make a mistake, did I hurt anybody? or myself or other people, like, can I clean it up? Can I talk to my sponsor about it? Tell them what happened. You know, can I apologize to them and make amends and then move on, not keep saying 17 years ago, you did X, Y, Z. It's like, doesn't help me or anybody if I've cleaned it up. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, uh, you know, that's in steps eight and nine, but, um, uh, you know, uh, to, to back up, um, I, um, you know, I can't, you know, why did I, you know, start my eating disorder? Well, nobody, you know, technically knows, you know, why they started, I guess it's different for everybody, but, um, I, um, you know, it was, it was pretty, you know, textbook. I had a lot of, you know, pressure and I was kind of, I felt like I was an outsider and a loner and I didn't know why I didn't realize I was isolating too. I thought other people were rejecting me. I didn't realize they thought I didn't want to hang out with them, but I was afraid I wasn't good enough to hang out with them. And so, um, i um i was looking for a, like a solution and I was afraid oh it's my personality is wrong GD. well that's pretty that's pretty damaging if you think there's something wrong with your personality so I was like what do I do and then i thought oh it's my body that's it i'll just burn away the parts of you know whatever the pounds that are keeping me in the corner or whatever i didn't have pounds keeping me in the corner i had my head keeping me in the corner and i, I didn't know that and i thought well that's an easy solution i'll just you know, and, um, and I didn't, I didn't know what my uh, eating disorder was. Like, I just thought this is my desperate solution to my problem. And um, I, uh, you know, they would give me a food plan and I wouldn't follow it. And when I was in, inpatient um, and, you know, I was a, like I did the the starvation restriction, calorie counting, um, you know, like super controlling and picky and like I would be feeling really sick. And then it would be like, well, you need to eat more. And I'm like, well, I can't, I'll just go back to where I was. Well, where I was, was a healthy body and a, and a, a messed up mind. And I, I was really afraid of that. So now I had two problems. I had this messed up mind and a sick body. So, um, but, I, but I was like, well, at least people see, you know and eventually I'll get, I'll get low enough that everything will be fine. And that's the, the stinking thinking that the um, uh, addiction kicked in with, it didn't happen. And, uh, and talking about step one, uh, I couldn't, um, uh, I didn't follow the food plan I was supposed to follow. Even when I was in the treatment center, I kept fighting them. And then one day, um, I finally surrendered and I was like, okay, fine, fine, go ahead. And, uh, and then, um, I was like, well, I got to find a new solution. Like, and that was great because that was my higher power telling me like, yeah, you need a new solution. And here you go. And I was really lucky because they introduced me to what the 12 steps were. And um, and it was great because um, step two, it says, came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And I had an example of that. Um, When I was like two weeks as a newcomer, I I met a girl who was a little older than me. She was in college. And um, she said she had like a year of abstinence and I had like two weeks. And she said I could call her anytime, day or night. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to need that. I'm like, I'm living with my parents and I'm going to, i always go to sleep at 1030. It's like, it's not going to be a problem. I woke up one night panicking at 2.30 AM. That part of my body was too big. And I knew that was wrong. I had just gotten out of this treatment center and I knew that was completely wrong, but I couldn't get the panic out of my system. So I I called, I called her and, um, I was like, I'm going to get in trouble. And I called her and she was like, Hey, what's up? You took me up on my offer. And I was like, what? She's like, I'm in college. I'm watching TV. remember? And I was like, what? That's 10. That's 10. Okay, good. Um, And I was like, wait, what? And then, uh, you know, the experience of not being solo and having somebody answer, I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, Oh, you're obsessing that your that your thighs are too big. She was like, I have experience with that. She goes, I can tell you, you can think about your thighs if you want, but for me, thinking about your thighs is probably not going to bring you peace. And I just started laughing because I never heard the word thigh and peace in the same sentence. And, uh, like the, the stomach thing went away, the, the anxiety. And then, um, we were talking a little bit and then we said the serenity prayer and she said, do you think you can go back to bed now? And I said, yeah, I think so. And I was like, what? And I went back to bed and, um, you know, my folks didn't know, and for a long time that I had to call someone at 2.30, and uh, I I remember thinking, I never have to be solo again, because 2.30, right, is the time when, like, our disease says, like, you're solo and you can't bother anybody, and I got you, and, and you know, and, and it's like, no. And this was before we had the internet, so, because this was 94, so they didn't have it until 96, so, like, uh, you know, even, then there were people and I could call and I was like, what? I don't have to be solo? Like, And that was, that was step two for me. And then step three, um, came to believe that power greater than myself, than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Yeah, I mean, once I believed step one and two, three was like, yeah, of course. That said, there were aspects of step three that I hadn't taken, such as I surrendered my food. I did not all at once surrender what my weight was going to be because when you are too low, And you start following an abstinent food plan, it will probably go up. I didn't want it to go up and I wasn't ready. And like the medical person I was working with was like, no, 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 you're ready. Like, let's go. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to change. And it's like that step three had to take place in like sections. And right now, like, I feel like there's areas of my life where I've taken step three. And then there's other areas where I've been holding on to it and trying to do it solo and it hasn't worked and the areas where I feel like I need a lot more recovery because I haven't fully taken step three and the following steps in those um, in those areas, like relationships, I'm terrified of them. And like, I'm dating now and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make a mistake, right? Like, and it's like, yeah, well, of course, like we're human, of course you're gonna make a mistake, you know, and then you're gonna, you're gonna clean them up and be honest and move on. Like, and then step four, um, um, came to believe, I mean, sorry, that's step two, um, made a searching and uh, fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Um, I did I did step four um, with my first sponsor and I've done it a couple more times and I'm, I'm working on it, a new you know repeat fourth step now because there's always going to be stuff I didn't see. And um, I was terrified that I found out I had all these like pride and stuff. And I was like, oh no, God's really going to get me now. He doesn't like prideful people. And it was like, well, wait a minute. I still had him before I wrote about him. Like, it's not like, god would have found out that i had him the same day i found out you know and and then someone was like well you know everybody has them right and i was like what they do and i'm like what you know and uh, i was like i just found out i always want all the attention and i want to be number one and they're like doesn't everybody and i was like what oh well good then we're all in it together like i thought i was gonna just kind of like like catch it from an angry higher power which is not what my higher power is today. Um, and then telling it to somebody, yeah, I I had to get it out of my system. And then, um, uh, and you know, for me, step four, wasn't as much about secrets as it was about admitting to having feelings and motivations at all that I didn't think I was allowed to have, um, you know, anger. I thought you had to have a permission slip to have anger and I didn't have the permission slip, um, you know, and, uh, like that certain people with power were allowed to have it and I didn't have it. So you know, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that made me angry. What do I do with anger? I didn't know. And, uh, step six and seven, um, you know, um, you know, where, where we, um, see now I'm blanking on six. I keep thinking of seven. Um, yeah, we're entirely ready to have God remove all the defects of character and humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. That one has been like a long process with me. And I didn't realize you had to kind of ask him every day or him or her or them like, like, oh yeah, today I've got, like this morning I woke up and I had a lot of fear and control and I was like, okay, higher power, can you take the fear and replace it with faith and action and then can I take the control and replace it with surrender? And because I had a sponsor once who was like, you have to ask them what you want it to be replaced with. And um, yeah, and I didn't realize that seven had to be every day. Like, so I, I pray step three and seven for uh, every day because someone suggested it. And um, eight and nine, like, um, You know eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing uh to make amends to all of them and uh and step nine you know made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others i and that's 15 right yes 15 okay i'm gonna wrap it up like uh all right um can you give me another three thanks um three minutes yeah um yeah sure okay because it said 15 to 20 i wasn't sure if i'm going over time no, okay. I have five more, really. Oh, I have five. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Five, five is good then. Um, like, um, like, I wasn't sure if it was more polite to only take 15. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, that, that's funny. That's kind of part of my thinking. But, um, uh, you know, eight and nine, making amends to people. I, of course, I didn't like having to do it, but it actually made me happy that such a thing as nine existed because I just thought if I say the wrong thing, that's the end the friendship ends, the relationship ends, that's the end. You can't take it back. If you apologize, that's fine. But if that's the end and you can't, you just can't make mistakes. You just can't make them cause that'll end it. And I would be really afraid of saying anything. And so uh, when I made a mistake and I realized that, you know, you can make amends about it and it doesn't always end. I was like, Oh, Oh, you can clean it up. I just thought it was just like, that's it. That's the end. That zero to hundred black and white thinking um, 10, you know, uh, continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Um, like sometimes I'm not wrong. Sometimes just a situation happens. And um, sometimes, of course, sometimes I'm wrong. But um, I like where it says promptly, like just get it out of my system, tell somebody about it um, and try to clean it up. Um, although I did I did have a sponsor once who said like, Cindy, character defects, you're not the only one who has them. And I thought that was kind of funny um, because I had like this, inflated sense of my power to accidentally make other people do things. Okay, I was like, well, they wouldn't have done this to me if I hadn't said, I must've said something. I must've done something. And they're like, no, no, they did it because they've got them, not because you've got them. And I was like, oh, like I'm powerless over them. And she's like, yeah, perilous over them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and, uh, step 11, I'm, kind of, even though I came in in the 90s, I I feel like kind of a beginner at practicing step 11. Like, yeah, I, I'll pray every day, but like meditation, like I have to set a timer for like one minute and just like think of good things that my higher power wants for me and other people. And I I'm, I'm I have a real struggle with meditation with affirmations of any kind. I feel guilty about having them, saying good things about myself. But it's like, you know, the book says, um, that were neither above nor below anybody else. And so if other people deserve them, and I would say that about them, they're a child of God, they deserve love and peace. Then that means I deserve them because I'm not above or below them. So I can't, I can't be below and expect to give good things to everybody else. That's what I thought. And that's what my eating disorder wanted me to do. Uh, whereas I get zero and I give everything to other people, but I didn't really want zero. I was hoping it would make me feel happy or something, but it didn't um so yeah my higher power does want good things for everybody a win-win scenario not i have to sacrifice and everybody else gets a good scenario which is what i thought being a good person was i mean it is in some circumstances but most of the time you know uh i feel like higher power wants a win-win scenario for everybody and then uh step 12 you know uh and now i can't remember what step 12 is but it's about reaching out okay having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps we tried to carry the message compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Um, yeah. So people gave me the message of hope when I came in as a scared, rickety little newcomer and I want to pay it forward. Right. They took my calls at two 30 AM. They, um, listened to my fourth steps. They, and I want to, and they gave me ride to meetings and have transportation. They like all this stuff. So I want to be able to pay it forward for people and, um, extend the hope Uh, of the the 12 steps um, and, you know, especially I feel like the hope of step two, you know, that there's a better way um, through all of us and higher power uh, and that I can't do it solo, but we and our higher power can. Uh, Glad to be here and uh, thanks for letting me share and I pass.